All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, one hour of straight hockey talk with Bag Milk, Rick, Tyler, Liam, and Dan. One hour and straight hockey talk starts now. Welcome to Oilers Nation Radio. It's Tuesday, right before the start of the NHL season. We're all Ooh. excited. Been a long, what, four months? Um, Been a long week. July, August, four months. Been a long four months, gentlemen, but tomorrow it is officially go time. Very, very much looking forward to it as we do every week. Or I guess every Tuesday for the last two weeks anyway. We're back on Tuesday. Kick it off by a shout out to our friends at Oodle Noodle. Go into the Edmonton locations. Grab yourself a free sticker. Watch out for the new locations popping up in Calgary. Go get yourself something to eat. Maybe get yourself a box. I'm thinking a Tokyo Glaze. Mm. Some beef. Put some sriracha in it. Some green onion cakes and spring rolls. Have yourself a good evening. You're welcome. They still have the uh, green lid sriracha over there? I don't know. We're on like a global global shortage right now, and sriracha? I don't know if it's I don't know if it's ever coming back. Sriracha sauce? Yeah, am I not close enough? Dying like a black rhino. Black rhinos are dying. Allegedly. I'm you just make like this up banana. right now? <laughs> yes. Huh? You just made this up right now? No, I think I've seen that. You I think you've like seen it? I feel dopey. like the black rhino is one that people specifically point out. <laughs> I feel like there's one flavor of rhino for sure that we should be aware of. Yeah, the black rhino. Spearmint or the spearmint rhino? Come on. Sorry, I'm not down with that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> For our friends at Oodle Noodle, we're going to kick off the podcast with a delicious debate as we always do. Over to my friend Tyler Yaramchuk. What have you got for us today? Sir? On a scale of one to 10, how surprised were you that Raphael Lavoie cleared waivers? Who wants to start? Three, two. Two. I was never worried about him clearing waivers. A little bit, but like. 
We've seen this, but we went over this last year. So I don't know why people like lost their mind. And before you go, yeah, just cause you said, cause we brought this up last year. People have now recommended to me that we launch a new preseason award called the Tyler Benson award for the biggest oh. overreaction for a waiver wire move by the Oilers. That's actually hilarious. Well, then Mr. Benson just lost his title a couple days ago. <laughs> Did he because- Oh, oh, no, oh. no. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Screw the bit up already. Tyler. <laughs> Yo, people lost their minds. That really did. And I mean, I don't, <laughs> I get it. I didn't like the move. I thought it was a bit of, um, it was a little risky, but there's, there was a reason for it. There's a situation that kind of left us with our kind of hands tied. That was, it is what it is, but we learned this last year. Like, there's a lot of guys who hit the PTO and, and that market when they go through waivers, no one's really looking at them yet. They're only looking at their own, their own players. So in all the players that have been gone through waivers this year, I think it's like less than 10 who have been picked up. So to lose your mind the way some people did and, (laughs) and act like it was ridiculous, man. It's, I couldn't believe the over the top. Like, I think people just be over the top because they want the, they want the attention. Yeah. So like, look at me, look at me, look at me. And I'll say that I'll just one up, one up, one up. Look at me, please. I want all the attention over here, but it wasn't that big of a deal. Even if you did end up losing this player, which we didn't big surprise. Um, I don't think it would have altered our percentage. that went in the cup this year at all. No, not in the least. What was funny to me was there was, couple of different tiers on the news that I found interesting. Like one, Fair. you see that Raphael of put on waivers for my first reaction. What goes, Whoa, surprising. But then you get the context of why. Yeah. Marcus Niemelainen is hurt. You cannot be put through waivers when you're injured. Oilers are up against the cap. They had to send people down. This is why it was Raphael of And I go, Oh, and a, that and, sucks, but it makes sense. And to word it as the Oilers are keeping Niemalainen and Ernie, who does not have a damn he contract have yet. A contract yet. Like seriously, <laughs> the dude doesn't have a contract yet. And you say you want to you want to word it as they're keeping Nemo and Ernie over player X and player whatever. That's ridiculous, man. Like understand what the hell is happening out there. Control your wow. emotions a little bit. I think that that's just kind of. <laughs> People in Edmonton are victims of. No, this is all over the world in every different aspect. But but in this fandom, (laughs) being stuck in the echo chamber of (laughs) hearing Raph Lavois, Raph Lavois, Raph Lavois all preseason, his name coming up, having good games, those kinds of things, and then all of a sudden he's on waivers. So I just I like I I, like I put it out on Reddit. I asked the other fan bases. I wanted to hear from the other thirty-one fan bases, and they said who heard about Lavois, the Avalanche fan base. And Montreal's fan base had heard about him and were, and there were some bloggers that were kicking interest around it. And the athletic had put out an article that morning that listed Lavoie as one of the people to watch. So that was the only mention of it. Otherwise, I just think that people are victims of being stuck in the echo chamber and they just think that our player is the best player available. Well, I was talking to Steven Ellis about it from daily face off and I go, are we just overvaluing our prospects again? Because if objectively, not my feelings. Objectively, Raphael Lavoie in three seasons in the AHL, or at least parts of three seasons, he really cranked it up for half of one. And we were just assuming that because he's big, because he's got an NHL shot, because he's right-handed, because he's got some skill that automatically he's gone. And it's funny. Like I brought up his name before everyone else did pretty much right at the beginning of the trading time. I was the one who was saying, blah, blah, blah. and I guarantee half the people who just lost their minds the other day. 
we're probably sitting there looking at me going, oh, how can you only put them there? Blah, 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 and just kind of giving the old negative spin on me so you're pumping them up too fast. So how can you go from that to absolutely the world's ending in two and a half weeks where the dude scored three goals? Preseason matters to some people. Oh. The other thing a too, lot, as it turns out, there were people who were like, why wouldn't you just wave Matias Yanmark? He cleared a year ago, he'd clear again. You have to remember the Oilers want to win a Stanley Cup this year. They want to keep yes. the players on their team who they feel best balance their lineup and help them win a Stanley Cup. Is Does Raphael Lavoie have a higher ceiling than Matias Yanmark? No shit. Like, obviously. In terms of what the Oilers need right now, they need someone who could play center, kill penalties, and be trusted in his own end. Matias Yanmark right now, even if you want to argue that he's a replacement level player, whatever, he can do those three things better than Raphael Lavoie. Also, if you are of the belief that, hey, let's put some stock into what Connor and Leon think, they love that guy. They want they wanted him back. He they, might not. Have, he probably would not have been back if it was not for those two guys saying they wanted him back. Yeah, he would. He was wanted back. He was wanted back. There you go. That's and he definitely way. could have signed elsewhere for more money. He's also a janitor and having those people around is important sometimes. And yep. yeah. you know what? When it comes to the guy who may have to play seven minutes in the game. I'm going to put it on him much faster than I go and put it on Lavoie. Because the funny thing about that, just because what you said is like, this role is not going to play a lot of big minutes. So for Matisse Yanmark, if he plays sub 10 minutes, everybody's going to go, nah. But if Lavoie plays sub 10 minutes, you're going to have a bunch of people going, whoa, Woody, what are you doing? This <laughs> last year when we saw Dylan Holloway do yeah, that. The, the always mad crew, right? It's like, okay, one, sending Lavoie down, you could argue good for his development. Now he can go play 20 some minutes a night for half a season, wait for there to be an injury to a key player. And then when he comes up, he can play top nine minutes. Do we know the rules? Like, what are the rules? He's cleared waivers. Does he have like a month or something? Days, 30 days. Yeah. I thought it was 90 days. You can, can go back. Yeah, I was honestly, I had for, well, I had three months in my head for some reason. And so I don't yeah, know. I'm pretty like, sure it's 30 days. It's 30 days. Yeah. Then, and that within that time, you can call him back up with no penalty. Yeah. After that, there's a recapture waiver claim. Well, I thought he just has to go back on waivers again. I'm pretty sure it's wake re- recapture now. Half the somebody half will the explain this to us is retained. Oh no, no, that's an old thing from like it's a long old, time ago. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah that, I remember that rule. That's where my but that's is. a heck of a long time ago, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Liam, your thoughts on the Bois clearing and just the overreaction prior to his clearing? Um, <laughs> the overreaction. I, I said this on the other show today. I don't think we've seen Twitter quite erupt like that since Devin Shaw got a second year on his contract. <laughs> that was a good, that was a, great, that was a good scrap yeah, day. So fun. <laughs> that was a good evening on this Twitter. Oh man. The others said no choice but to do this. So it is what it is. And like, we just kind of addressed that. Like I'd rather have Lavoie play 18, 22 minutes a night in Bakersfield for however long he needs to be there. And he may as well be back tomorrow or whenever Nemo goes down. He could be, yeah. Very well could be. And um, additionally, Tyler addressed it slightly there too, but like you need your bottom six forwards to have a role outside of five on five. And Lavoie isn't playing on the penalty kill and he's not playing on the power play. Yeah. It's a waste of time almost for him to be here and we can yell and scream about how the Oilers need to develop young players. Ken Holland literally said he doesn't, what is it, don't, have time for green bananas or whatever he said. Like Lavoie is a green banana and we say overvaluing our players. And there was a play the other day that Bob Stoffer mentioned that we looked up the New York Rangers guy. No, the Sabre. Was it a Sabre? It was a Sabre. I, 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 I already forgot his name was. And <laughs> he had a great AHL career, a season. He was like 23. Yeah, same, same, more or less same amount of goals. Never heard of him. I'd never heard of him. Sabres fans were probably like, ooh, why are we risking this guy? Yeah, and it's just like, no, like, every other team in the NHL has their own problems, and they're not too concerned about a guy who was 
never played an NHL game yet. You look at the guys who were claimed, like Lassie Thompson, for example, claimed twice. Yeah, former first-round pick. You're going to take a swing at that guy. AJ awesome. Greer, like bottom six guy who knows how to play that role really well, gets Austin claimed. Austin in Anaheim. Yeah. Same thing. Exactly. He has a role in the NHL established for himself. Mm. Lavoie, nobody knows what he's going to be. And when we look back at it, too, Lavoie won a really good preseason game. One. And that night, up until the third period, he had played like seven minutes. Is it still a rule? If you pick up a guy off waivers, you can't put him back on waivers into your own AHL team as well? You have to I play him that's only for X amount of time? Multiple, I think it's only if multiple teams claim. So Ottawa, I'll use the Lassie Thompson yeah. example. Ottawa put Lassie Thompson on waivers. Anaheim claimed him. Yeah. He's got to stay with your NHL team. Yeah, you can't put him on. You can't Anaheim, throw him down to your AHL team. Anaheim put him on waivers? So Ottawa claimed him back. Yeah. If Ottawa was the only team to put in a claim, they can then put him in the minors. Is that only after he comes back again? Yeah, on his way back. If no other team puts in a claim and you're reclaiming a player who you've recently lost and you're the only team who wants him, you can put him in the minors. Mm. It's very confusing. It's it's a whole thing. But the other thing I wanted to get to with the Lavoie thing is Ken Holland took this risk, a gamble. I'll, I'll acknowledge it as a gamble. But it paid off and it worked. He read the market, right? He thought he could get the player through and he did. And yet people freak the hell out on Twitter and are like, oh yeah, got lucky, Kenny. You got lucky. And it's like, okay, so we never give credit now, right? Like that's kind of the way it is. And if you do, you just have people on Twitter yelling and calling you a bootlegger. Corporate shell. shell, (laughs) Yeah, like a OEG shell. And it's like, you know, you can just like applaud some stuff that Ken Allen's done, right? Like he got Lavoie through waivers. Now Lavoie can work on his game in the minors and come up at any point and be potentially the first call up, even though it sounds like he's not even the first call up. Well, the funny part about it is like, if you defend Ken Holland, sometimes yeah. you're considered a shill or whatever, but then there's that ignores the hundreds of times that people say, you guys are the most negative website on the internet. Yeah. I was like, nah, whatever. Can't please everybody. <laughs> I want to hear from you. Own radio podcast on Twitter and Instagram. What do you think about the waivers kerfuffle? Yeah. So what was what were our answers? Scale of one to ten. Oh, yeah. oh I said three or maybe what a two. Again, how surprised were we cleared? Yeah, that he cleared two or three. I'll say I'll four say and a half. Four. Yeah. Uh, honestly, like a one. Like I, I just didn't really expect to have to see him play in the preseason yeah. the way waves have gone. I maybe I was very curious though when Noom was rolling around. Maybe four is even high, just because like as I saw the list of players going down that day. I went, oh, well, he's, I mean, there's a lot of guys here. Remember those guys on PTOs last year? Everyone's like, oh, we should have brought him in, should have brought him in, should have brought And then like half of them, maybe one of them ended up sticking with that team. Sonny Milano would have been awesome. Sonny Milano would have been great. Yeah, that would have been Then, cool. um, <laughs> was your number like that last year? <laughs> what was your yes. number for us? My number was a two, because like I said, I, I put out the feeler and I only heard from Canadians and Avalanche fans that even heard. Oh, that was just like on Reddit. That's what they yeah. said. Yeah, that was it. For our friends at Century Mile, I promise you it's a good time. We went a couple of weeks ago for All This Nation Night at the track, and it was the best. If you were looking for something to do, they are racing them ponies all the way up until New Year's Eve, and I promise you, you're going to have a good time. Bring yourself a sharpened pencil, bring yourself a monocle, grab yourself one of those visor caps, mm-hmm. start putting some lines together. Probably a booklet. You could have booklets. I feel like everyone there has like a booklet in their back pocket. And they roll it. You got to roll it. No, 100%. You have to roll roll that thing out. You pull it out and you maybe look at the horse. You give a little read of the description. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That's what I've seen on TV, anyways. Every mile, racetrack, and casino. I promise you're going to have a good time out there. Go watch the ponies. Maybe have a couple of spins downstairs. Maybe. (laughs) Who says no?
Not me. Everybody says yes. Everybody says yes. I got to tell you, when I was walking through the casino to go back to my car after our event, there's the craps tables. They were calling to me like a beacon. (laughs) They were Mm -hmm. calling me. Mm -hmm. It is time to get to our preseason predictions because the Edmonton Oilers kick off their season tomorrow. Why not put our predictions on paper to see how we do? Mm -hmm. Why not? I feel like this year we need to do a better job of keeping track of these predictions. I'm going to write them down. Tyler's going to write them down. We're going to put them up. We did. We did do a review last year. Maybe. Yeah. All right. Well, that's an improvement where I thought we were going to go. Tyler, what do you got? How are we starting off the Edmonton Oilers season prediction episode? So we got one, two, three, six, seven predictions. Uh, Six of them are individual. One of them is a team one at the end. Uh, So let's start with the big guy. Let's start with number 97, Connor McDavid. How many goals and points for Connor McDavid this year? Predict his stat line. Okay. I have to reverse engineer because I think he's going to do 152 points. He did 153 last year. Mm -hmm. I think he's doing 152 because he's going to hit the thousand point career, thousand career point plateau. How does he get there now? I'm going to say if it's 152 points, I'm going to go 50 goals, 102 assists. Wow. So no 60 goals again for Connor. Huh? Nope. I think he's going to be feeding Leon for Leon to win his first rocket return mm. of his career. Oh, that is a good prediction. I like mm. that one. I'm with you on that one. I was kind of on your wavelength there, bag milk. Uh, I have McDavid getting 60 goals and 169 points. Nice. Eh? Mm. I think the apple train is coming this year. 109 assists then, huh? Yes. All right. Is that the, would that be the first time since Jumbo Joe to break the century mark for assists? I would think so. Yeah, I think so. Wasn't that season hilarious? Like he had something like 19 goals or something and 120 assists? I don't remember what it was. But I feel it was like it's something, it's something outrageous. It was the reverse Cy Young. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Most assists in a season since the uh, year 2000. Oh, it's 96 actually is Thornton's mark. So no one's even done a sin- this century. Come on, Connor. We believe. Yeah, I'll go with. I think he scores sixty-four goals, which is that's how many he had last year, right? Yeah, sixty-four. So we'll say sixty-five. Sixty-five goals, and we'll say a hundred and five assists. So one hundred sixty-nine points. Yes, same as Dan. Nice, nice. Uh, I can hop in next year. I think he's going to beat his goal total from last year and finish with 66 goals, but he will come in just under the century mark for assists with 99 for a total of 165 points. Hmm. (laughs) I I think he's hunting for two points a game this year. I think that's the mark. I remember last year or no, not last year, two years ago, maybe when we were doing this and I think Dan was the high side at like a hundred and, you that was the that was the fifty six game season. This guy's throwing out numbers all over in the, into the triple digits. Like, man, I love you and I love him, but there ain't no chance that's happening. I wish we could play that clip back. Good it was lord, good. you're really yeah. yeah. What else you got? What's next? Uh, Rick Dingo. I will go sixty three, ninety nine. Yeah, one fifty two, one fifty five. Sorry, who, who gets the highest? What sixty three? That's one sixty two, Rick. Yeah, one sixty two. Okay. You had the most bunch of mathematicians on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. I think it's you and I, Liam, at one sixty nine. Oh, you had seven sixty nine as well. I did. Well, nice. It seems like you copied. I think it's hilarious. (laughs) It's true, actually. But I said it first. (laughs) I think it's so funny that I'm the low guy at one fifty two. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Gross. If he stays healthy, you just you you can't. It's you don't want to be the one low balling him. Is always. I'll never bet against him. 
152 is still so many points. I know. That's why I'm going to be happy when he soars past. <laughs> yeah. What's next? Uh, next up, uh, you guys kind of touched on it. Leon Drysaddle goals for the year, Rick? 60. Ooh. What did he get last year? 50 uh, some. 52 last year. Uh, I'll say 53. I was going to say 54. All right. BM down. 66. Oh, <laughs> I'm going first rocket Richard trophy of his career at 62. 62. I had a bold prediction on ON every day today that we get 460 goal scores in the NHL this year, but I did not have dry side. was one of them. When is the I don't last know time if he's that guy. Two teammates seen? both scored 60. Never. <laughs> February? February. Who were your four? Connor. Right. Matthews. Okay. Uh, Nate and Drew Ann. No, Rantanen was three. Wow. Because he had like 55 last year. Yeah. And I think I had Pasta still scoring it. Interesting. No, sorry. Jack Hughes, not Pasta. Mm. Uh, Jack Hughes is my four. <laughs> Mega season from Hughes. I, I think that last year, this is just my thought process on this one. Last year, Connor got his rocket, Richard. You know, he was gunning for it, whether he would say it or not. This year, he's got it under his belt. I think he's looking for his boy, Leon, to get his first rocket, Richard. That's why I'm thinking. I think they have um, bigger aspirations 100%. and wider, wider views. I so agree. they're not worried about as much the individuals as they are about the team. So I can I see their. Uh, totally agree with you, but on the way to that destination, the journey is 62 goals for Leon Dressaddle. I dig it. Let's go. Tyler, what's next? Next up for us, total points for Evan Bouchard. Oh, I think I said, what did I say on your show the other day? 70? Yeah, I think. Yeah. Carter Hutton, former NHL goalie, came on our show today and said north of 80, which I think is high. I'm going to say I'll go. I can go for 73. I'm going 72. So there you go. I'm going 70. I'll. Are you are we splitting it or just a points prediction? Points prediction. Just point. 70. Yep. What'd you say, Liam? 72. 72. <laughs> I remember. In tribute to Nick Bukestad. <laughs> I'm saying 65. 65. It was a hell of a season. Yeah. BM said 70. And Rick? 77. 77. A little uh, ode to Paul Coffey. Hey, hey, there you go. (laughs) That's who you should be. If. I thought thought really big of him once. If we're saying he's going to score this many points, it's probably in the Norris conversation then, right? Uh, Yeah. Right? Unless Carlson goes and gets a hundred again. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can be, you can be in the conversation without really being in the conversation. Yeah. In the boat. Yeah. Like if you're taught. Yeah. I think, yeah, you'll see him in the top five or six of voting. I don't know if he gets to go on, go to Vegas, sit in the sphere. (laughs) But, Were they doing the award show this year? I think uh, there was a rumor. I don't know if they're doing it or not, but there I think it's crazy as hell. I'll be your cameraman if you need any help there, Tyler, by the way. Yeah, get, yeah, yeah you yeah, want to come down? Fucking I'll be the <laughs> towel guy on the brow. No problem. I got you. Yeah, I, I just, again, it's tough to even like figure. It's not Connor McDavid level, but it's tough to figure out a number for Bouchard just because you're sitting there going, what's he going to be like on this power play for a full year? What was the number last year? He had 40 points. 40 points? Yeah. 40 points, 8 goals. Yeah, you're going to see a bit of a... And when you look at D-Man last year, like, obviously, Eric Carlson. Like, he's not doing an Eric Carlson-type season, but that next rung down was Morrissey, Hughes, Hamilton, Montour, Darlene, Haskinen, and Fox all had 70-plus points. 
I not that he is of the caliber of those guys as a complete player, but all we're talking about here is offensive production. He can do that offensive production because the leader of that group in power play points had four or sorry, power play points had 34 Hughes and Hayes get in. He might Bouchard might get 40 power play points this year. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. <clears throat> Not, don't forget, he is becoming a better, all, more all-around defenseman too, right? You're getting a little yeah, bit older. You're going to see... A, yeah. This is why I never got upset with him Tyson being like a little is, too a little too calm and cool in his own end. It's <laughs> worth mentioning that in 20 or 61 games, Tyson Berry had 43 points in that position. So Bouchard in there for a full year now. What can he do? He's going to put up yeah. some five on five too. And, I, and like, I don't think... I don't think of Bouchard as being like the, the person that's going to stir the drink, obviously, on that power play. He's just going to... He's the middle guy, and there just happens to be a guy who has a bomb who gets to shoot. Vacuum up some of the... That is the Sheldon Surrey position. There you go. But a much better passer. Yes. Up next? No offense, Sheldon. We ready to go? Got a big shot from the front, though. Yeah. He was also big sexy. Remember Jason Garrison's one really good power play season (laughs) with, like, Florida? And everyone's like, whoa, next Surrey. And they're like, ah, no, he's not that good. (laughs) Jay Downton? I was Jay Downton. (laughs) Uh, BM, this one's for you. Ryan Nugent Hopkins points coming off that hundred plus point season. I think we're all predicting a dip for Nuge, but I'm intrigued to see. I, I don't remember. I've said my number before, but I don't remember what I said. I think you. I think you kind of said like said 75 it. is. Good. I thought we yeah. just said it was going to be not. He wasn't going to do the same thing. It was going to be. It was going to be less points because we were talking about who's the biggest biggest dip or something. Yeah, yeah. Something I'm going like to go that. 75. I'll go 78. I think he'll get close to point a game, but not quite be there again for all these season. Yeah. For all these, I'm assuming it's an 82 game season for these guys. I'm not like projecting guys to miss 10 games. So I'll say 78 for Nuge. 85, 85. Eh? So you're still crushing a point a game. Yep. I think. And like the reason he can do it is because of how much time he gets on the power play. Yeah. That second line is going to be better this year. Too, especially if they, too. Like yeah. The top six is fucking legit mm-hmm. this year. That's fair. I'm saying 81, 81. So we're all kind of in the same ballpark here. Liam, you getting weird with it? Yeah, I'll get a little jiggy with it. I think he gets 96. You think he's doing it again, almost. Yeah, I know all my numbers are extremely high. <laughs> but Liam is bullish hit. on the weather. <laughs> I just think this top six is so much better with a healthy Evander Kane and Connor Brown is back. Nugent Hopkins is going to play with some great players all season. He's on that power play. The power play is arguably better than last season with a full year of Bouchard. Like, why can't he have 50 points on the power play again? Good. Absolutely good. Yeah, it's just, again, this power play, you just, you never know. I know yeah, those numbers are all extreme. I probably. Mm-hmm. Liam is also angling. He's sucking up to me right now. <laughs> yeah, smart, he's, smart. He's man. angling for a race. <laughs> Looking for something. Yeah, that's Evander Kane is next up on our list of players to predict. He is. We going goals or points? Just straight goals. All I care about is goals when it comes to uh, Mr. 9-1 or whatever we call it. 32. Last year, he had 41 games, 28 points. 28 points? 16 goals. 16 goals. What's his career goals? Uh, 30. Sorry? 302. What's his career goals in a season? Sorry. 30. Oh, his career. Sorry. Uh, Yeah, 30 in 2018-19 with the Sharks. He also had 153 power play minutes that year. Wowza. That's crazy. He's a feisty boy. <laughs> yeah. So last year, if he would have played every game, he played like a yeah, 32, 32 goal pace. Yeah. That's what Good I'm math. going with. 32. You're, you're saying just dead on 32. Right? To 32. I'm going to say he goes a little bit up than that. Cause again, even when he came back, he didn't look like himself. I think yeah, maybe a little you see motivated. That shot last game. 
Yeah, a little motivated coming off the. Uh, you see the celebration injury? after that goal too? No, I don't remember. I think that was a little bit like okay, you just felt good. you don't get that excited about a preseason goal, yeah. especially a guy like him. I think he got a little. He felt really good about it because it was a long distance shot, and he felt good about the shot. And he's like, okay, you know what? That just uh, that felt good. <sighs> Damn it, Rick! You convinced me to go up. Yes, I'll say sir. Thirty-six. <laughs> I'm gonna go thirty-three. It's a tribute to Marty McSorley. Shut up. <laughs> Dan and Liam? 31. Ooh, you're a little under on him. Well, I feel like my point totals otherwise are pretty high. (laughs) (laughs) Someone's got to not have a career year. I will say, say, he's such an awkward one because he has no power play time. But he's very productive. How dare you? PP2. 15 seconds at the end of PP2. He had one power play goal this season. See? Yeah, because he was hurt for so long. No, okay, I so, know, so he was on pace for two. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say he gets 30. I'll go 30. Just dead on 30. Yeah. Okay, I see you. Yeah. All right. Next yeah. one, let's go to the crease, boys. Jack Campbell and Stuart Skinner save percentages this year. Combined? Uh, not uh, just separate. Yeah, just put, how much for Jack, how much for Skinner? I'll start on Jack. I'm going to go 9-10. Ooh, that's, a, that's his career average. 9-10, give it to me. Did you see the news from today? No. Skinner was in the style increase. That was the news I was referring yeah, to. Yeah, but starters crease at the home ring. I'm just saying. So I I'm think just he's saying. getting the home start. And well, I, that is changing your mind, sir. If we go back to, we discussed this in the room across the hall. Yeah, and I said, Jack starts game one. Yep. Stu starts the home opener. Yeah, but I think Stu starts, is going to start Yo, Wednesday. What Tyler is saying is that he's in the home. Net. He's in the home starters. So crease. therefore he's going to be the home starter. And then tomorrow when <laughs> it's time to practice on the road. Jack will be in the room. So technically Jack is in the away starters net for an away game tomorrow. That's how we're doing this. Uh, nine, 10. That's aggressive. I'm going to go a hair down. I'm going to say uh, Jack bounces back to a nice nine Oh four save percentage this year. The answer is nine Oh seven, nine Oh seven. And why is that the answer? That's pretty obvious. No, because <laughs> it's not your answer. <laughs> no. Oh yeah, I, I had nothing nice to the back it up. Okay. I was just going with that. Dark because he believes. He's I feel like BM caught onto that. You. Dan, you got your uh, Jack. I say nine oh nine. Ooh, all I right. think he's right back to average, but I won't copy bag milk straight up. Nine oh nine. Cool. This is just Campbell. Just Campbell start. You can do both right now if you want. You could start us off on the Skinner right afterwards. Yep. I will say. <laughs> Here we go. Nine oh six for Jack Campbell. And I will say nine eighteen. Oh, holy Dinah! Regress. Oh, a snake draft here. You got to go two in a row. I say nine oh two for Stu. Oh, I think a slight yeah. regression, but still, <laughs> but still winnable. winnable. Goalies who played thirty plus games last year, only nine had a save percentage above nine eighteen. Well, make it ten. <laughs> Maybe one out, one in. Dan, what two is what I say? Nine oh two. You think Stuart Skinner is going to be bad this year? I don't think he's going to be as good as Jack. No. Nine oh two of goalies who played thirty games would rank him twenty second. Oof, that'd be a pretty big step back. Didn't I thought I saw a rank out there right now where he's like the ninth goaltender? I don't know if I'd have him nine, but I don't know what the basis was or anything like that. But. Nine fourteen last year. I'm going to say hair down. I'll say Skinner finishes with a uh, nine twelve. I think is a nice number there. Maybe a hair of a regression in the sophomore season, but overall not bad. Nine fourteen. Nine fourteen. Back to back. Nine thirteen for me. Career average. All right. I like that his career average though is just factoring in like the one game against San Jose or whatever. <laughs> it works for me. They all work. They all count. It works for me. 
What's next, Tyler? Up next, it's, uh, I think we're all predicting the Oilers to win their division. I think we're all predicting them to win the West. It's an Oilers Nation podcast. How many points do they finish the regular season with? 109 last year. 114. I don't know. I'm going to price this right about 115. I think that having Campbell bounce back is going to eliminate five losses right there. I'll say, I'll price this right you. I'm going 116. Oh, Fuck. no. <laughs> Screw all of you. 120. 120, Rick. How does he math on that? Obviously, it's a 60 win season. So, yeah, like 55 and 10? something in 10. 57 something in six. Even that's a little hefty. Yeah, they, they, they should like be it. getting no team. <laughs> 57 something in six. We're going to have to avoid that. 57, much. 19, and six. I, you know what? That's, that's a hell not, of a record. If they only lose twenty games this year, that's not crazy. It's the sixth that really gets me more than anything else. Yeah, they can't be dropping those games in OT. No. <laughs> I think they win the Pacific at one hundred and seven points. I think that the Pacific is going to have some messy point totals, but they're all going to be in those hundreds. I think it's because all the teams are there's more good teams than bad teams. Yep. I think it's more average teams. There's a lot of middle ground teams. teams. It's competitive, but, the but I don't think teams are, and I I don't think those like. The Oilers should, and I, I know it's really, you can't win all your games, but they should beat all those teams. Like last year, Jack Campbell lost twice to the fucking Anaheim Ducks. Not happening again. We should beat all those teams. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's true. So I'm also just going to go out here. I don't know if this is part of it or not, but I'm going to also predict the old Presidente. Oh. oh, no. See, and I don't want that one. No, I'm good. I don't think the Oilers are... are I think a team in the East is going to feast on some shithead. We're the best. We are the best team in the league right now. I mean, I like it. I don't care about the president's trophy though. I just don't. I don't care about it, but they're going to, they're going to be, they're going to be top of the league. They're not going to give two shits about it. They've all got their own little fucking individuals. Just, they leave off the ice. And there's Gary by himself. Yeah. Hey, Bill. Is it Bill or Gary? It's usually Bill, I think. Right? It sounds like it sounds like you're just choosing they, random names there. They split bill out for most things, and then if they're going to get booed, then it's Gary. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Well, that's Gary. Gary's. I mean, mm-hmm. allegedly, in my opinion, it's his kick. He knows. A lot of those GM, those commissions like it. <laughs> Goodell's a big fan of it too. Wahoo! Are we doing league predictions? Uh, yeah, you had. Yeah, sure. You know why? Because <laughs> you already made a graphic. Thought else we were doing. <laughs> He's been scrambling to make graphics this entire time for the rest of the. Show. Can I actually, before we get to that quickly? Can he show you? I saw graphic? something on the interweb that was. Um, don't look, Dan. Oh, the Love cheapest it. single ticket for a home opener. I want to take. Is this resale or was this USD like, or CDN market value? It says data via tick pick. So we, know. someone put it on Twitter. And so probably a resale website then. So yeah, probably. No, I don't know. Whatever. What are the What's the high price right now? The high price is just over two hundred dollars, and the lowest price is under twenty. So, so USD. Who do you think is the highest, and who do you think is the lowest? I think the Coyotes are the highest. Chicago. The highest? Yeah. I can see Chicago being the highest. Okay, Rick? The highest? Um, I mean, I'd like to say up Toronto. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. 
they supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Actually, I, I have insider info on it. I don't think, I've never, I haven't looked at this, but I have, for some reason I've heard it's Columbus. Columbus uh, has a pricey ticket. No, it's not Columbus. It is the Vegas Golden Knights. Oh, oh, terrible. Oh, the cup banner raising. Uh, oh. Columbus was the fourth cheapest. Anyone want to guess oh. what the cheapest was? Um, Florida. Okay. The New York Islanders. Islanders. Rick. I just assume Panthers fans don't San Jose Sharks. Okay. Rick, what's your guess? Uh, my guess is going to be somewhere on the... Blah, 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 blah. Which state has a hockey team and also... A handful of NFL teams, Florida. Yeah, I'm going to stick with San Jose, though. It is Florida, $19. Woohoo! Well, I don't know. This seems weird. Yeah, no kidding. They were just in the fucking final. Yeah. Yeah, they don't give you yeah shit but they didn't. Bro. Did they have the full attendance for the finals? They look pretty good. They oh, look better than fucking Ottawa did yes, a couple years ago. That is the cheapest ticket you can buy. Oh. Not the most expensive ticket. So the most expensive, cheapest ticket is Vegas, and the cheapest ticket is Florida. Man, well, yeah, yeah. They're really upset with them for losing, eh? Oilers cheapest ticket you can buy, 122. Reasonable. Which is not too bad. Calgary, 31 bucks. Calgary was kind of Second my last. sleeper one in the yeah. back of my mind. I'm like, I could see their tickets being very cheap. Frankly, this they should be paying you to go to the saddle though. <laughs> it is a dump. There is more teams who have tickets under a hundred bucks than teams who have tickets over a hundred bucks. Smart. Good job, NHL. Tells you the league's growing. Yep. I'm going to spend all my money on the uh, Jeff Jackson Jambalaya. So that's what I'm <laughs> saving my pennies for. Uh, so do we want to predict the standings in the Pacific? Yes. I'll go first. Okay. I'm just going to run through. Is that what you want? Yep. Yep. Graphics up. All right. Graphic is up right now. So I'm going to go number one, Oilers. Number two, Golden Knights. Number three, Kings. Number four, Flams. Number five, Kraken. Number six, Canucks. Number seven, Sharks. Number eight, Ducks. They have it. Okay. Uh, Did I see BM's board one more time? Yeah. Oh, no. Interesting. Spoiler. Edmonton, Vegas, LA. Okay, that all makes sense. Yeah. You have the Kraken in San Jose above Anaheim. Okay. I see you. All right. Who's going next? Who's next? I can go because you already showed mine. Okay. okay. (laughs) (laughs) My my picks are the Oilers. I've got the Flames in coming in second. I think Huberto is going to have a huge year this year. And I unfortunately think Markstrom is going to come back to his normal self. Uh, then I got Vegas. I've got the Canucks over the Kings. I think the King goaltending is going to be an issue. And that's also, why I you mean the Kraken over the Kings? 
No, I have the the Canucks. That's not what you said. Ducks and sharks. That's literally what okay. I sent to you. I'm looking at the message I sent you. So, Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so unlike the graphic, what it says, I have the Oilers, Flames, Knights, Canucks, Kings, Kraken, Ducks, Sharks. Well, no one saw that graphic anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I'm actually not totally against the Kings slipping down yeah. the standings a little bit. I just bit. think their goaltending question marks yep. are enough. And I also think that about the Kraken. I think mm-hmm. Bauer yep. is just a joke. More like Bauer. Hey. Yep. All right. Throw me up there, Liam. Here you go. Hopefully that's right. right. Hopefully that's right. I went, I'm pretty chalky, but I have Edmonton winning Vegas. LA will just play hard enough and they're skilled enough to overcome it, but it, they won't be, I I'll go ahead and say there's like a six point, at least drop off from Vegas down to LA. Um, and that's kind of the start of that next year. I have both Calgary and Vancouver getting in. Um, oh no, sorry. I have Calgary getting in. I have Vancouver being the closest team to miss within a couple of points. Cause I do have four getting in from the central now. Um, and then I got Kraken ducks, Sharks. I think the Sharks are going to be just, just miserable so this year. You have the exact same thing outside of cracking into us or flip. Yeah. But I don't have either of those two teams making the playoffs. Mm. I think four from each division. Okay, Rick. Give them heck. All right, man. We got the Oilers at number one. Yep. And I just, I think they have enough right now to hold on to number two. So Vegas is going to stay there. I don't see anybody beating LA quite yet. I do think the Kraken will be the fourth. I don't think Calgary is going to take that big of a step. And I don't think Vancouver is ready to take that step. Huberto is not the type of guy to drag a team. He's not. Huberto. Hey. That's just, that's not what he is, right? He I was, wonder. he was riding shotgun with Barkov over there in Florida and got a lot of, I don't know. A lot of power pancake points yeah. out there. You know, Blake yeah. Coleman fan is what you're saying. Who? Blake Coleman, their second left winger. So then we go to Vancouver, Anaheim and San Jose. I think Anaheim at least has like the youthfulness where like they might go on some fun runs and they like have a chance do some of stuff. San Jose just sucks, man. They're so bad. Yeah. I can see Anaheim going up a little bit higher, but yeah, isn't it crazy? I think LA to Anaheim, those five teams, you can actually just kind of play some wherever. Yeah. I think you've got the first two and you've got the last and then the rest of them are kind of, but they're not, they're, they're average teams. There might be a little bit above average, but they're not. They're not going to be pushing for anything in the playoffs. That's for sure. I think Anaheim is interesting because it was only like two years ago. They were pretty decent, right? Like they were actually trying to push for a playoff spot and everyone's like, they're going to take a massive jump. Then they absolutely crapped the pants last season. So they did exactly what just because Dallas Higgins is gone. Yeah. They did exactly what Ottawa has done. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty close. And I kind of, and I know Tyler doesn't agree with this, but I kind of see uh, maybe it to prove me wrong first, but I can see the devil is doing that too. Taking a step back? I no, agree. but just not taking that step that everybody that thinks. That was my step. bold prediction. Have, Sorry, bud. It's different to play with pressure, right? Yeah, it is. Different to be the expectations. Dogs, yeah. Didn't the Oilers do this in 2017? Yeah. We did this That's a couple a good, times. Good line. <laughs> yeah. Okay, my prediction. Here we go. The Edmonton Oilers, oh, Calgary Flames, Vegas Golden oh, Knights, man. LA Kings, <laughs> Seattle Kraken, Vancouver, Anaheim, and San Jose. Calgary, really? I just, yes. I feel like they're going to ride that, that mojo. Just vibes what mojo? Their blue line is legit. Yeah. Moxstrom and Vladar. Moxstrom was basically the only thing that's. Forward group is somewhat thing, deep. Yeah. Like Cubido, we, I, I think he'll be better, but I don't even think he's their best forward. I think Who's their best forward? Is that best forward? 
So I think with that in mind, like Huberto is going to be better. He's not going to have 50 points again. I don't think he's as good as some people make him out to be. I actually think he's only just slightly better than Nugent Hopkins. To be honest. first. Here's. And then, sorry, just to close it out quickly. Yeah. Um, Vegas and LA. I just question their goaltending a little bit too much. And I have the Kraken and Kings both making the playoffs and Vancouver missing because that place is an absolute hellhole. Yeah. Here's the thing with Calgary is last year, like everything went wrong and there was the Sutter thing and the goaltending and Huberto's frustrations and they weren't playing the young kids, all of that. And they missed the playoffs by like two points. Like it came right down to the wire. If they get better goaltending, what's that worth? Four to six points? At least if the vibes with Sutter being gone lead to Huberto production going up 10, 15 points. What's that worth? A couple more points in the standings. If they let the young kids play and the young kids are good, like Peltier and all them could be Coronado Coronado appears to be sick. Then what's that worth? A couple more points. Like all of a sudden you can kind of piece together how like, oh shit, they might be a hundred point team next year. They might not a lock, but they might. They have a very good top nine. It's pretty balanced. Yeah. It's very well balanced. They need more stars, I guess you could say, in the top six. Like having your second line as, as Coronado and what's this guy's name? Igor Sharaganov. Igor Sharangovich. Close. Um, <laughs> not bad. No, I think that's not, what we should call him. Not, the rest of the that's the new segment. Liam Reed names and we figure <laughs> out who's talking. Totally different we can person. What we mentioned before. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> <a new signature. laughs> and they have it. Pacific Division. So, sorry, I had two wildcard teams. You had just one. I have Winnipeg getting in on the other side. We only said to discuss the the divisional. I don't know how many teams not, from the Pacific are getting in. Uh, I'll go with four. Okay. okay, so then you have probably Dallas, Mini, Colorado, and then one of St. Louis or Winnipeg getting in on the other side. Yes. I, I have Kings, four. <laughs> Kings and Kraken could be better than St. Louis. So I think the top three. In the other one, he's probably Dallas, Minnesota, Winnipeg now. Not many. By the way, I was surprised I to Minnesota. see the not Colorado tracks for Hellebuck and Schaefer. Yeah, I thought Colorado. they were both gone for sure. Dude, that's like an absolute stunner. Yeah. Hey, now are we talking good or bad? I think it's both? fine. I think it's good for the Jets organization to be like, look, people will commit here. American-born players will play here. All that stuff. Wasn't Shifley a, a not a distraction, but to have like a a bit of an Eeyore type of cloud over him on last year. Well, maybe now that he is very, 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 very rich and not just very, very, very rich. Uh, maybe that won't, that'll go away. Was that three varies each time? Though? Nope. Th- no, four than three. three? Right. No one listened back. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I think there's a time when they probably should have looked at moving on from them and not starting a full on rebuild, but you can do go get a 24 year old and you go, go get something like that and, and kind of rebuild that way. I just don't think that retreading these tires is the best option for them right now. I think they tried to move on and then they just didn't get what they wanted. And then now they got the package for Dubois and it was like, okay, well we actually have three legit players from this deal now. Yeah. Hellebuck was always going to be difficult to move because superstar goalies just don't get moved. Like what was the last one? I think I asked this months like ago. Like flurry, said, flurry at the right. deadline, but Luongo in terms of like dealt yeah. off season kind of thing. Like someone even said like to go back all the way to like, was it Thomas Volk? Thomas Volk. Like, was, was he traded? Yeah. Yeah. To Florida. Florida. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I just, Shifley, I don't like him. I think after that hit on, was it Jake Evans? I yep. feel like that's when his career is just like, that was his heel turn. It's still one of the most weird. watched clips from hockey fights ever. Yeah. Well, go watch it again. That was 
But I'm with, I'm with Tyler there on that, but like you, for Winnipeg, for any Canadian franchise, but Winnipeg, Calgary, Edmonton, like they're all trying to buck that trend right now of yeah. nobody wants to play there. So it's, I mean, not Edmonton, obviously, but yeah, I don't think we have you got to put yourself in shovel day off shoes too. Like he probably just gave himself another three years on the job. Mm-hmm. Cause if he lets those guys walk and goes into a rebuild frustration sets in and like the GM who takes you into a rebuild usually doesn't live to see the end of it. So Hellebuck's managing for his life too, but he's also shuffled day off. Yeah. <laughs> but we just saw this with Calgary well, and it may not have been the great, like obviously their first season after moving on from those two big players, it did not work out so well, right? The, the, the whole Kachuk trade did not work for them last year. No, but one half. I would say that. So I just think Shuffle going into that type person. of rebuild with these guys is. You guys, they're, they're going to be super duper old when they get to but the yeah, end of their contract. Stabi- it's stability for the franchise. Again, I don't think that we're talking about the Winnipeg Jets as like a Stanley Cup champion. So if they team. left, do you think the team's going to go? Do I? No, but I don't think that they're. I think they're going to go because Mitzi's closed. I think they, they should. Have, I think they'll. Have I orders. think those two guys signed because they can't figure out how to get the hell to the city because there's no damn airport. Right. If those guys left, you're going to have a harder time bringing in free agents again and again. It's just going to continue for them. But this, I was happy uh, for Jets fans, to be honest. Yeah. How could you not be? Yeah. Yeah. 17. They already lost Mitzi's. Again, it's not a cup winning championship or to me, that's not a cup winning recipe, but it's fine for winning. Four at a time. They got into cabs and they all celebrated. <laughs> Four at a time. <laughs> Only four, though. Poor fifth, poor fifth guy had to stand outside. That roster is pretty good, though. Like, Shifley and Hellebuck still very, very good. Shifley scored 40 goals last year. Cal Connor, if Nick Ehlers is healthy, throw him in the mix. Young guy like Perfetti takes a step forward. Josh Morrissey's good. Like Lowry's good. I like Lowry. Yeah. They have 17 million next season in cap. They turned so, Dubois into a nice. They, yeah, they did. And so they have 17 million in cap next cap. season. And they yeah. have everybody re-signed besides... Nino Niederreiter, Cole Perfetti, and then like Dylan Dubé and Dylan DeMille. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Dylan Dubé, is that what I said? Yep. And Who's he? Dylan Dubé. He's on Calgary. say Brendan Dylan. Who's he? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan Dubé. Who's he? <laughs> Season starts tonight. Giddy up. Let's go. Season One hour and hour. two minutes. <laughs> Holy shit, yeah. I want to tell you about tomorrow, though. We got our season launch party coming up at Greta downtown tomorrow. Tickets still available. We're going to be raising some money for kids sports. So you'll know that you're partying on a Wednesday night for a good cause. And we have got 15 pairs of tickets to give away to a certain thing that's happening around the end of the month at a place where a football team plays. Won't tell you which one. And you can buy additional tickets when you get there. You can buy additional raffle tickets when you get there. Improve your odds. Get to that game that's happening at the place. $2 hot dogs. $2 glizzies. You'd be a glizzy gobbler. And a couple of soil fun treats. You get to see Liam and Tyler wearing some very sassy outfits. Mm, right. More on that tomorrow. You got to wait to see it. You got to be there. Get your tickets nationgear.ca. A couple of housekeeping items before I debut a new bag milk trivia game for you. <laughs> I've been waiting so patiently. Bo Aki signed his three-year ELC today with a 950 $950,000 AAV. Shout out to Bo Aki. A lot of fans are very high on him. We wish him the best with the Denver Broncos. Wherever he, where does he play? <laughs> <laughs> the Barry Colts. There you go. Just pick, go on the other side of the continent. You'll find him. The other CHL team, like the Denver Broncos. <laughs> the other thing I want to mention is both Ekholm and Kulak are skating with the main group today. We still don't know what 
whether they're going to play tomorrow night against Vancouver, but they're skating today. They're playing. I assume they're playing, but we'll shall see. McLeod is playing. McLeod is in. I've got the forward line combos from Jason Gregor, soft J. First line. Let me know how you feel about it. Kane McDavid Brown. Decent. It's a lot of, it's a lot of jam on 97's wings. Nuge Dreisaitl Hyman. I thought they were okay together. If I'm remembering correctly last year, like that seems like it should be good. Third line, you've got Holloway and McLeod Fogel. I like that. That, that line has speed <laughs> Fast. to burn. Fast. I think that line's got potential. Yeah. Noise. And then your final two for tomorrow are Yanmark and Derek Ryan. Woo. Should be Brad Malone. Yeah, yeah, Mark and Ryan, that's two serviceable fourth line wingers. So what that tells me is you know the top six are going to get a lot of minutes tomorrow. You'll be circling those three centermen through them too, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... Uh, Probably seven D men tomorrow, or someone's getting recalled because Nima Linen is healthy and can be waived. I don't know. From Jason Greger, Ryan McLeod will play tomorrow. Others will either play 11 6 or 11 7, depending on Ekholm <laughs> and Kulak. Classic. We'll it again today, and I'd expect both could play tomorrow. Do you remember the last time they were in Vancouver? What happened? Nope. It was the Bruce Boudreaux farewell game. Ah. And Bruce, there he was. We made him quit. <laughs> That was that was just a crazy little story that, that was, was kind of forgotten. Weird game. The man that knew he was getting fired at the end of the day was just that. Uh, and, and I just it. remember him. He so made him work in. for like two extra weeks. Yeah, it was absolutely. I've never seen anything like, like oh, Rick Talkett, he's going to be the new coach. When are you going to announce it? Mm, let's well, go with 17 it. days from now. <laughs> Bruce, gonna, keep out the job. Don't worry. He's got to give his employer two weeks notice. <laughs> mm. Good point. Yeah, yeah. TNT is like, sorry, we like, can't let you go yet. Bruce is just standing there like a good soldier fielding bullets for a horrible <laughs> hockey team. <laughs> that was all an awful thing to watch. Uh, the other news coming out of Vancouver, Connor Garland has been granted uh, or his agent has been granted permission to go seek a trade if he can find one. So Three. that team is exploding from within before and even the puck just dropped. The Eli- Elias Lindholm thing too. Uh, Pedersen. God damn it. These names. <laughs> Elias Pedersen. You want that? Which one? Which one though? The good one or the other one? Good one. Ah. They, uh, him and Vancouver, I don't like committed to a future together. Yeah, there's like some question marks about if they're willing to make a long term commitment to each other. Like both sides are kind of like. Well, it's because last season, Pedersen said something, right? He's basically like, basically not so many words that he's not fully committed until he sees what the team does. Similar to what Elias Lindholm was kind of doing in Calgary in a way, right? And now Vancouver apparently has come out and said, well, we're not committed either, which is always a good thing to do to your best player. Yes. That's what I do in most breakups too. <laughs> yeah. I tell about how much it doesn't matter. You can't quit. You're fired. <laughs> oh yeah. Vancouver's just, that's the biggest problem for them is putting the drama to the side. Like every year it's something different with that, those guys. There's so much talent. Yeah. For our friends at Wilhawk Beef Jerky, I'm going to try a new game with the boys today. Right. First, I got to tell you about Wilhawk. Three locations and counting the best beef jerky you will ever have in your mouth. All of us on this podcast have eaten plenty of beef, uh, Willock beef jerky over the years and just plenty of beef jerky as it is. Mm -hmm. None better. I promise you that. Get a pickled egg. They're delicious. And we were trying jerky from all over North America for a while there. Yes, we were. That there was a time when it was we a weird, weird time back then. Jerky showing up at the office. None have been as good as Willock. It's true. These are the facts. Three locations, Spruce Grove, Leduc, West Edmonton Mall. Go grab yourself something to eat. All right. 
So we're going to workshop this game a little bit, but what I've got for you is almost like a this or that game. And if you've ever watched Big Brother, they play a kind of a this or that game where you guys will be challenging each other. And the last man standing, I'm going to come up with some kind of prize on a weekly. I like that. Cool. This week you get no prize. Okay. Because I figured this game out this morning. I thought it might be fun. So just because he's on the far left, Dan, I'm going to pick you as my default and you are going to challenge somebody. Who is, who are you challenging on question one of Bag Milk's trivia game? I'm challenging Liam. All right. Okay. Bring it, Liam. Oh, I don't know what game we're doing now. You're all going to, you're going to have to have a buzzer as well. I definitely don't know what this is. It's okay. I'm just going to watch. Big brother. You'll figure it out. It's not hard. Okay. So Liam's buzzer. Dan, you got a buzzer? Whoop, whoop. All right. Feels like a mouthful. <laughs> who played the most? Who played more minutes in 2022 23? Evan Bouchard or Zach Hyman? Whoop, whoop. Dan. Evan Bouchard. He did not. Damn it. Evan Bouchard played 1,518 minutes. Zach Hyman played 1,592. Mm. Liam, you win. Dan, you are eliminated. eliminated. Okay, so now I pick someone. Who are you challenging, Liam? I will take. Tyler, because Rick knows everything. <laughs> I'll show you. Yeah. Last season. Close those down computers. Tyler, you need a buzzer. Ding. <laughs> you got a ding buzzer. Last season, who had more shots on goal? Ryan Nugent Hopkins or Darnell Nurse? Nuge. That is incorrect. Uh, Tyler is the winner. Oh, that's it. Darnell Nurse had 203 shots on goal. Ryan Nugent Hopkins had 201. Ha ha. Uh, gotcha. The fast the fast dingers have been getting knocked early. Well, you got Tyler against Rick. Rick for question number three. Who had more even strength? Oh, Rick, you need a buzzer. Meh. All right. (laughs) Who had more even strength goals last season? Leon Dreisidel or Ryan Nugent Hopkins? Ding. Oh. Oh, We're tight. Dan, I need a I need a judge there. I'm gonna say Rick. Nuge. Ryan Nugent Hopkins did win this question. He had 21 even strength goals last year. Leon Drysaddle had 19. That's okay. Tyler Mike get the power of veto. Yeah. <laughs> Darn. So that'd be Rick would be the winner for this week for bag milk. I'm excited to see All three of you have been eliminated. I'm excited to see if anyone can run the gauntlet. I like to like, can someone yeah. sweep the sweep the room? I do have 10 questions. You want to do a couple more just for funsies? Yeah. Rick, keep going. Okay, yeah, so yeah. Rick, who Rick, who do you want to play? Rick, who's, who are you challenging? Let's go, Liam. Mm, weak Question link. number four. <laughs> who had more blocked shots last season? Matthias Yanmark or Kyler Yamamoto? Meh. Rick. Yamo. It was Matthias Yanmark had 26. Yamo had mm, 24. Wow. He tried to trick you there. I tried to try to guess the yeah. question. Liam, who do you want to challenge? Dan. Bring it. Who had more shots on goal last season? Cody Cece or Derek Ryan? Holy fuck. Dan. This is for you, Waz. Cody Cece. You are incorrect, Dan. Ah. Derek Ryan had 92. Cody Cece had 88. <laughs> Liam can go three for three. Yep, yeah, opening my mouth. Liam, we challenge <laughs> Tyler. Who had more even strength assists last season? Warren Fogel or Matthias Janmark? Ding. Go ahead. Fogel. You are incorrect. Fuck. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Matthias Janmark had... Or no, sorry, you were right. No. Oh. Hey. Video review. Sorry, our first first video review. Such Warren Fogel had 15 even strength assists. Matthias Janmark had 14. Boom. All right. Tyler, you want to challenge? I got a couple more questions. Here. Okay. Uh, I'll do Dan. 
Who had more pims last year? Connor McDavid or Zach Hyman? Bing, Zach Hyman. He did. He had 39. Connor had 36. Damn it. Tyler, who are you challenging? I'll do Rick then. Who had more game-winning goals last season? Warren Fogle or Zach Hyman? Meh. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, Zach Hyman. Warren Fogle had four. Three in a row. Zach Hyman had three. Oof. Dubs. Oof. Who had... Tyler, are you challenging now? Uh, back to Liam. Who had a better shooting percentage after being acquired at the deadline? Matthias Ekholm or Nick Bukestad? Ding. Oh. Bukestad. Bukestad had 11.8%. Matthias Ekholm had 11.1%. Oh, just go. Final question. Liam, who are you challenging? I will take it to Rick. Who had more even strength goals last season? Derek Ryan or Warren Fogle? Go ahead. Warren Fogle. <laughs> he did. He had 12. Derek Ryan had 11. Were you confident enough? <laughs> well, I said it and I was like, ah, oh, Warren Fogle played on a power play. But Derek Ryan, I think, had a couple of short. What was the question? Who had more even strength goals? Why did it so, matter if he's playing so on the, the power play? No well, no, I was just trying to think of how many goals they both had and how many they were. Oh, I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. So there you go. The first uh, edition of Bag Milk's trivia game. I will come up with some kind of prize for Rick as our first winner. I won. Was, but not the, that. The other seven questions were just uh, warm ups. Just yeah. Fun, well, the first yeah, exhibition. It's like the uh, the so shootout after the game was over. Total. Maybe next week I'll just do total wins after ten questions. Yeah, that's right. a little bit. That, that's good. Spicier. Cool. Either way. There you go. Cool. If you have suggestions for Bag Milk's trivia game, hit me up. We're workshopping here. It's the Tuesday episode, you know? Love it. Tuesday episode. Uh, going back to Connor Garland really quickly. Would there be... Who do you think would be the most likely to have interest in a player like Connor Garland? Tyler? Honestly, no one. He's more <laughs> expensive Kyler Yamamoto. Like, I, I just look Garland. at his productions dipped kind of hard. This is Nobody now his second him. team that he's gone through. Like, what did he have? I'm double checking his numbers last year, but 17 goals in 81 games. He's hit the 20 goal mark one time in his NHL career. Maybe would have done it twice if it wasn't for uh, the shortened season being one of his years. But like, who's paying that kind of money for a dude who isn't a lock to score 20 goals? No one. Vancouver would have to attach picks to get rid of this guy. So I just I think he's got to ride out this contract in Vancouver. Yeah, what is his contract? 4.9 for this year and two more. Who, mama. Yeah. Like that's the kind of guy that the Toronto's of the world were signing in mid mid July. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't get where, I, I mean, it's weird to me. The Canucks are like, yeah, go find somebody to trade for you. Anyways. Sometimes you need some insurance, Dan. That's why Cornerstone insurance is around. If you go to cornerstoneins.ca forward slash nation, you can get a quote in just a couple of minutes. And if you use that promo code nation, you will get a discount on your insurance insurance services. Cornerstoneins.ca forward slash nation. We have got another round of word association to do. We do. Kennedy's not here, but I got the words. First, I want to go through a couple of over at dailyfaceoff.com. Frank Saravalli did his 32 bold predictions. So I want to give you a couple of the Oilers predictions that Frank made. And I just want your thoughts. Connor McDavid will be the first player to score 60 goals in back-to-back seasons since Pavel Bure did it in 1992-93-93-94. With 163 points, McDavid will become the third fastest player in NHL history to hit 1,000 career points. I, I love that 60-goal one for Connor. I, I just don't see it this year. I think last year was his rocket campaign, and this year it's for Leon, but that's me. That's my prediction, too. No, he's, he's, he's just that good. 
Edmonton's coach, Jay Woodcroft, will take home the Jack Adams Award as the coach of the year following the Oilers' best regular season since the 1980s. Not bold enough for you? History dictates coaches of teams with the top players are usually penalized. The award typically goes to clubs who have made vast turnarounds. Remember, the Oilers were out of the playoffs when Woodcroft took over on February 10th, 2022. How about that? Jay Woodcroft for the Jack Adams. Yep. Oh, sounds good to me. I don't think there's as many stories for coaches this year. I like it, but I don't, I like it, but I don't believe it'll happen because I think there's too many of those. Mm-hmm. You can't be the one with Connor and Leon type of people out there. I think Mike Sullivan will get it. I think Pittsburgh will win the Metro. That was my bold prediction Ooh. today on ONE. So with that, I'll attach Mike Sullivan to the Jack Adams. Tyler. So just taking a look, tying in our friends at Betway to this whole thing. Jay Woodcroft is fourth on the odds board at 11 to 1. Mike Sullivan, 20 to 1. I actually think there's a couple of options really far down this list that are like very intriguing. The f- first one is Andre Turnier in Arizona. I know. Coach Canada's World Junior Team. Oh. Um, I think Arizona could be like a bit of a sleeper. Can you win the Coach of the Year if you don't make the playoffs? I think is so. Is that a thing or not? I think I if Arizona got within like three points of a playoff spot, there'd be some smoke on him winning Coach of the Year. Shaggy has had no idea. I don't. I mean, he could be a candidate. I He's 50 think- to 1. I, I love the odds and I, I like the idea of it, yeah. but I just think if you don't, if you like giving the play, the MVP to someone who didn't make the playoffs, I see nothing wrong with that goal wasn't achieved. My favorite bet on Betway for the Jack Adams is Ryan Huska in Calgary. The, like, you know, this is all like Frank says, this is about teams who make big turnarounds. This is all about storylines. It's rarely ever about like, Ooh, the coach. But if Huska turns around the flames and they make the playoffs, the narrative will be, look at this. They got rid of Sutter. That was the big change. The new coach did it. And he's 28 to one on Betway. The last couple of years, I like the Husker one too. Uh, the last couple of years, top coaches have won. Like Jim Montgomery won it last year. I know there's more story behind it. Darryl he was, was the year before. Yeah, okay, but Huska what, or Montgomery was the same as Huska, right? They yep, fired for sure. Uh, who's the guy in Vegas now? Uh, Cassidy. 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 They brought in Montgomery and they had a great regular season. Daryl started the year before. Look at that story. Calgary. He was just brought back in first year back on the job kind of thing or first year sure back on the Darryl job. Daryl started for getting paid, doing nothing. Yeah. Rod DeBod. Another one that won. Boo. Bruce Cassidy and then Barry Trotz. We'll see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, get yourself ready. Kennedy's Let's go. Word association game is coming up, but I want to tell you about Alberta Blue Cross. If there's one thing better than sharing memories, making some new ones. Alberta Blue Cross travel insurance protects your memories and more wherever travel takes you. You visit ab.bluecross.ca forward slash travel. You can get all the details you need. Alberta Blue Cross will be our official provider of travel insurance on all nation vacations. And my friends, we are a month away from leaving to Seattle. Very, very excited about that nation vacation. Watch out for another one being launched ASAP when we go to Arizona in February. I want to give a shout out to Alberta Blue Cross, ab.bluecross.ca forward slash travel. Mm-hmm. Tyler, what do you got for our, our friends, Alberta Blue Cross and Kennedy's Word Association? So we're going to start with Dan and then we'll go kind of around the horn in order of how we're sitting in the room. First one, she's got the Vegas Golden Knights cup ring. Obnoxious. Ugly. Vomit. Don't care. Bougie. Hmm? It is kind you of flip bougie. that thing. Come on. A couple of racks. Put some snacks red. in there. What does it look like? 
It's got the inside the ring. It has the visage of T-Mobile Arena. And then it also has on the ice, it has stars for each of the goals they scored in game four. Sounds stupid. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Back over to Dan. Our season opener party at Greta tomorrow. Unbeaten. Epic. Glizzy. Hangover. (laughs) Yeah, hangover is a great one. Mm-hmm. I was telling people on Owen every day that you can just tell your boss the next day you're at the Owen party and they'll understand. They'll That's know. why. Yeah. They'll be like, Oh yeah. Like take the morning off. Jay's invite your boss to the party. Jay's been making calls all day today. I think he's been calling everyone else's bosses. Hey, just so you know, Hey, just so you know, <laughs> if you would like an unlicensed doctored note, you can email Liam at Oilers. <laughs> the reason I haven't seen the golden nice rings is because I have them muted on Twitter. <laughs> Unbelievable. Hey, I respect it. All right. Back, back over to Dan, the opening night, starting goalie. Jack. Stu. Jack. Stu. Stu. Ooh. Opening night. So tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Back over to Dan, the oiler that scores the first goal of the season. Connor Ooh, Brown. I like this one. Ooh. Ooh, I like this question. Holloway. Oh, uh, Hyman. Boosh. Coming down on a breakaway. He stares the goalie down oh. and he rips one through Don't Warren Fogle. No. Woo. That's Come my on. prediction. Somebody Come make on. it 71. Scores a breakaway. <laughs> and then give me one word. Describe how you're feeling. The Oilers season starts tomorrow. Epic. Epic. Finally. <laughs> Stanley Cup. I was going to say finally, too. Finally. Finally. All we have? Uh, yeah, that's all we got. Five. <laughs> I was double checking, but yeah. All right. <laughs> For our friends at Alberta Blue Cross, there's word association. I, I think we should switch up a little bit. So Kennedy is going to be in control of this segment. Yeah. She's just sick today. DM Kennedy, Kennedy's trash on Twitter. Yeah. Be like, got something for word association. Help produce the bit. Mm-hmm. If you've got notes for Bag Milk's trivia game, hit me up. We're looking for some segments for Tuesday. We're going to be workshopping a little bit. <laughs> Regularly scheduled program on Friday. I have something that I just want to beef with before the end of the episode because I know Please. we're getting to the end. Do you remember when the Oiler, when Connor McDavid made his debut and like they stuck him on the road in Dallas to start? And then it was like Dallas and St. Louis were his first two games. And I was like, what the hell? And like no one even really knew what was going on. Yeah. Connor Bedard is going to be wearing a mic tonight for his game. Great. The NHL Instagram is just Connor Bedard content today. They are sending him. Chicago, back-to-back in Boston, Saturday night in Montreal at the Bell Center, Monday in Toronto before opening his season against the Vegas Golden Knights. Two-pronged one, I'm kind of like, why the hell didn't Connor get this kind of attention and love and marketing, and why is he still not really getting it? Number two, good for the NHL for finally recognizing they should be marketing these guys. I was going to ask, does that, do you think that means yeah. the NHL might take a step forward this year in marketing their superstars? I think this is maybe a really good step. I hope somebody at head sure. office was like, hey, I heard that we got past an average viewership by MLS last year. And somebody goes, yeah, that's true. And they go, ah, dang. Well, I don't think they've learned a lesson on the other side of it either when the season starts in 40 minutes. Yeah. That's 530 on the East. But it's not Watch 530 teams here. That's Why does it have to be 530 here? 530 here is 730 out East. Yesterday. On Canadian Thanksgiving, it on should. Monday, when everyone has a day off, I'm like, I'm so. Well, we're only of seven shit. teams of like, the. Oh, Canada doesn't need to watch it. It's like, well, we still watch, and we want to watch these games too. The NFL would never do this. The NBA would never do this. Do what? MLB has games at like two o'clock in the morning sometimes. Like, <laughs> that's its own piece, whatever they want to do over there. But there's no need for this game 
to be at 3.30. Even 5.30 on the East is a stupid time too. Why? Because people are still coming home from work. You would maximize your viewership if the game started at 5 on the hour time. So that would be 7. And I understand what they're trying to do. But, but then it's 4 on the on the other coast. Okay, then start at six, whatever. I don't, well, who cares about <laughs> Well, that? that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm trying. You're not going to make yeah, everybody happy, so you have to try and- I love that they're kicking it off at 3.30. Let's get the hockey going. I, the honest, to be, not, to be fair, I think I would have had a, I would have tried to have a day game today. I would have tried to make just, like a, yeah. and what they said? Tuesday? Tuesday. Yeah, so you try and have like four games today, four games, and you, and you open up in the season on like a three-day thing and you make a, Big, big, big deal of it. And I don't even like what they're doing on Saturday. I think that's just too much going on at once. What are they doing Saturday? They have everybody playing on Saturday. You make me the commissioner. I'm doing 24 hours of hockey for the first day. Yep. Just just, like in the bubble. It starts at 9 a.m. and it goes until 11. There was. There was a game. It was Boston, Carolina, because they couldn't play the night before for whatever reason. They played at 9 o'clock in the morning, our time. It It was perhaps the greatest day of my life. It was the Columbus (laughs) overtime. Not quite. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Somebody went to like three weeks of overtime or something like that. I think it's hard for us as fans to what a season to poo poo on this start time when we've been clamoring for staggered start times yeah. for as long as that's, we have. Yeah. So that's what the NHL at least recognize that part. And they're not going to have games stacked on top of each other where we have to worry about, you know, oh, is this game going to be done? So no, that'll be Saturday. Game. That's yeah, that's Saturday. But I, I give them credit for staggering the start times. But I, I would have had like this big, gigantic three day opening yeah. and four or five of the first four or five, like something like that. I'm 100 percent on board with the 24 hours of hockey. Let's do it. I'm I yeah, I've, I, I, I have a feeling those on. I have a feeling some of those guys at the PA may not be uh, agreeing with you on this. An overnight tournament in Alaska. It's fine. <laughs> My argument kind of goes out the window because I forgot about the West Coast. But <laughs> Why are we stopping? The day of it, too, it seems so silly. Your the day. fault is you're living in a West Coast. The day of it? That's prop. Like, again, the Tuesday after Canadian Thanksgiving. Could have done it yesterday. So also, it's Tuesday. Yeah. But then you're, you're going up against Monday Night Football. No, I'm not. Like, you should have worked You're going up against Monday Night Football. No, I'm not saying do Mon- Like you could do it on, like, Saturday. Like, I'm just saying, you could have got way more in rather than having these three, the most random. Starting the season on the weekend would have been the play. Here's yeah. my problem. It's the 10th of October. We should start October 1. Let's get going. Yeah. That yeah preseason in half. I Let's think, go. I think these rookie tournaments should be part of the preseason. Yeah. So you have the three games and then that cuts it down to five actual like preseason games. I think that probably works way better. You're going to upset a lot of players, I think. Why? Why? Because of the fringe players who need the opportunity, who need the well, exhibition games to get yeah. in there. But you would like guys they like Bob Wake just wouldn't time. play. Was that like you wouldn't just have like half those rookies? Right? Can't design your league around fringe players. <laughs> no, but the fringe players are probably a larger part of the average than anybody else. Still, it doesn't matter. Too. Two more. Two more. Yeah. Hey, just make that cap go up. Let's wrap up the podcast. It's been a while since we've done it, gentlemen. So we're going to wrap up the podcast. I need a game score prediction for tomorrow night <laughs> against the Canucks. Dan? 5 1 Edmonton Oilers. Liam? Uh, I think it'll be. 4-3 overtime Oilers. 6-3 Oilers. Rick. I don't know what Dan always gets in my head, so I'm going to go with 6-1. <laughs> it's first 4-2 win of the season. It's coming up tomorrow. The season opener. Tradition begins. Let's go. Are we going to do our top three thing? Oh, yeah. We didn't do that segment today. For Alberta Blue Cross. <laughs> <laughs> make some memories. Three three things you're mi- you uh, miss the most about hockey season. One, watching Connor and Leon do their thing. I, I wrote about it yesterday things to be thankful for mm-hmm. having the opportunity to watch them on a nightly basis mm-hmm. is such a blessing Two, 
Feel the same way about the Oilers power play. Watched a lot of hockey last year. And when you see a power play, that's not ours. Go, well, that sucks. And three, I'm here for a Jack Campbell redemption tour. I really want to cheer for it. I really want to cheer for him as a person. He seems like a, a sweetheart mm-hmm. of a dude. The video with his dog the other day was adorable. <laughs> I want to cheer for him. There you go. I have three things. Uh, number one was the feeling you get when the Oilers get a power play. We talked about this on Owen every day a few times, but like just knowing that like, oh my God, we get to watch these guys come on and have a power play. Always so exciting. Number two is going out after an Oilers game and just seeing Oilers jerseys everywhere. Like when you go out after a big Saturday night win, and even though it's like February city's alive, that's always the best. Number three, this is a personal one. I love when the Oilers are the late game on Saturday night, but you sit down, crack a cold one and you're watching like the Saturday night, whatever Leafs or Habs, whatever game is on at five o'clock on Saturday night, that feeling of kicking back me like ah, lots of hockey tonight. That, that's peak. That's a great Saturday. The only bad thing about that game and less now than it was a couple of years ago, 10 or so is you sit there and you're watching that Leafs game and you're like, man, this game needs to end right now. Like yeah. the Oilers going to draw the puck right away. How the yeah. hell am I going to catch puck drop? We're going to do this instead. It very much frustrated me back in the day. But however, mine being in the building. I was going to say being in the building. I don't care if it's for a goal. I honestly, it's when the team comes out and they get the, 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 the music going. You can, you can feel it in your chest that right there uh, to just watching them in general. I've been a massive fan of this stupid ass team for as long as I can remember. So we'll just keep sticking with that. And three Connor and Leon, you're watching something there that you don't really see very often. Some we have our parents, I guess, got to watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, we didn't get anything in between, so uh, we're watching something that's pretty special right now. Dan, well, they had the opportunity to; they just chose not to. My pick would be <laughs> number one is talking to other hockey fans just about hockey. Like, there's so much nonsense going on in the world right now. Just being able to talk to hockey fans is—I'm super excited for that. Second of all, it's the content. You know, as people around this table, we all work in in the media, and and being able to have other people create content for you is a lot of fun. Like today, Sergey Bobrovsky just asked to take shots off of his head from Matthew Kachuk. I just love random nonsense coming out from other teams. I just love it. And then my third thing uh, is going to be at the game and it's when this song hits. Every single time gets my heart going, gets me excited. I can't wait to hear some more La Bamba this year. Liam, we got my, what was it again? Three things. You miss most about hockey season. Um, Three things I miss the most about hockey season, uh, talking about what's actually happening and not just this make-believe stuff we have to do of what could happen. I want to see it legit now, which I'm excited about. Um, I went to the, going to the rink is awesome. And then I like watching with people too, having that experience I just at want home to and stuff. Tag onto Rick's like going into the arena, having the Jersey on the crowd. We're all flooding through Ford hall. Go grab your drink and you sit down as the boys are spinning around. I love it. It's like, I always love that first feeling when you come through the, like come out of the concourse and you get that cool air of the, of the ice and out there and you're, and you've been in the concourse where it's all, you know, heat and hot sweaty. And then all of a sudden you're back in hockey. I really wish this organization would go deeper into like the, the songs and get some bass going. So you just feel it. Like that's something else when you're at a sporting event and it gets going, you get like, dude, enter Sandman. Yeah, that's, that's dope. Sweet. That's dope. Get some bass in there. I want to feel that. I hate to say it, but like when you go to a game in Vegas, you as feel soon it. as you walk in the door, you feel it. It's different though. You're in Vegas already. You're at a different <laughs> level walking in. Take that. Well, that's. But I'm talking strictly about the music. Their music Fair, but you're already to twelve. But we're already we're already rocking. 
Well, yeah, no, I just mean the music. I'm and L.A. was the same thing when we went down for the playoffs. They had fucking cramped. Anyway, turn it up. DJ. Khaled. Jazzy Jeff? Kate's. Yeah, I don't know who's up there. Anymore. I can't remember anymore. Infamous? No, that's the other one. That's the old one. I don't know yeah. who's up there. He does a great job, though. Yeah. Hey, you. Turn it up. Ben <laughs> <laughs> Well, he is there. Just hey, it's a couple rows behind me. Yeah, just people don't recognize him. When he's on the big screen anymore, it seems. Well, that's because he's got that long hair that nobody yeah, remembers. All right, there you have it. I want to thank all of our sponsors. I want to thank all of you for listening. We're going to go watch some hockey because it kicks off in 30 minutes. Whew. Season is here. We will see you at Greta, nationgear.ca. Go grab yourself some tickets. It's go time. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.